0: Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Debo podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 225, and welcome back to my front porch, front porch here in Phoenix, Arizona. Beautiful night here. I've got a fire going out front, like it's just kind of awesome, <laughs> right? It's just kind of Awesome. I'm, I've never been like a campfire guy, but it just seems like tis the season, you know? It just seems like it's just appropriate. Plus, I'm trying not to watch so much TV, so going outside, um, and I'm kind of one of these people, like I really love being outside, I love the silence of being outside, but there's some kinetic things that I really love, like I think that's why I love watching the birds, and you know, the stars are great, but it's some, you, you can only kind of they just in the sky, like they don't really move around, but there's something about a fire. If you watch the fire for a while, it kind of dances around. So there's something about it that just, it feels right for so many reasons. Plus I think, uh, especially here in Phoenix, like being starved of the cold, you know, and just being able to get outside. It feels like, yeah, since I can do it, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go make that happen. And So anyway, it's just, again, I'm always like so excited just to get out here and just to be quiet and enjoy the glow of the fire and the the quiet and the snapping of the fire. And, you know, yeah, just even listening to the distant traffic, like even that just has there's a rhythm to it. It's kind of nice. So anyway, blah, blah, blah. You guys are always like, man, stop talking about being outside so much. It kind of gets old, but it really isn't. It really doesn't get old, by the way. Put my new bird feeder. So, it brought the bird feeders back out because it's again not a thousand degrees out. And every time I put my hummingbird feeder out in Phoenix, uh, ob- this is obvious for those of you who are in the o- older than the third grade. Uh, like it would just evaporate all the stuff super quick because it was so hot out. So I had to put my hummingbird feeder away. Well, brought it out this morning, and lo and behold. One of my favorite birds, my favorite bird, shows up on the scene. I was like, "Yes, come on, baby." So, that's what's going on in my life. I'm I'm real excited with the simple things. <laughs> Some of you are like, "Oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me!" Like, but it honestly, genuinely makes me so happy. So, I showed up. I told Patty, I'm "Like, I I because I I left the front porch, came back, and then I went back inside. I was like, Patty, there's a hummingbird out there. I think she looks at me like." yeah they're everywhere you know but it was like really exciting for me so I hope you're doing good wherever you are you could hear me ramble on and on about being outside and enjoying bird feeders in the fire uh, but for you I hope you're doing great you know and I know in this season that we find ourselves in it just feels like a long season you know it feels like man so many highs so many lows and And it can feel exhausting at times. So I hope you've been able to just kind of slow down a little bit in the the simplicity of life and just go, I'm alive, that's pretty awesome, and I'm grateful for that, and what does it mean to kind of move forward, and all the things that we're learning and growing in. So I think that's the exciting thing of life. Every day is a brand new adventure. For some of us, those are adventures that are really hard. Others, it's like brand new, kind of fun. So for whatever adventure you're on, i um, glad to be on it with you, at least for this moment that we get to share through the digital waves. Uh, just love that we're kind of learning and growing together. Thanks for all of you who continue to give. Really appreciate it. It means a lot um, through multiple different ways, some of you on Patreon, some of you through Through other ways of doing it. I just want to say thank you. And uh, thank you for buying the devotional. Always appreciate that support. Thank you so much. So, okay, continuing on in Psalms 51. Continuing on in Psalms 51, we're going to be in verse 10. And this is where the passage has kind of been taking us. It's getting there. So, if you read all of Psalm 51, I would encourage you to do. Maybe you're crazy like me, I'm in the process of memorizing it. Um, it's getting to this point, and it's where David says, "This create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me." We'll be continuing with these verses eleven, twelve, and thirteen. So important, but he starts here, kind of this linchpin of the whole passage. He gets to this point. Um we bought a car thank goodness uh we've been with one car for four drivers uh for the last week or so week and a half a little crazy so patty and i drove to tucson and we get this 2008 prius but it's a hot mess i mean this car we got a good deal on it the engine's good the person replaced the battery which saves us a bunch of money but it looks like a like a a bomb went off in the inside of the car. I mean, honestly, like trash everywhere. He had kids, and so they just like spilled everything. And so, driving it home, I just felt a little bit icky. Like, oh, actually, Patty drove it home, but I got to drive it uh, to the gas station, and I just felt kind of icky driving it. Like this thing is a mess. Like it was so <laughs> dirty. So we called a detailer and just said, hey, would you mind coming over and cleaning it? And so. He, he came over and he said to us, at my best, I can only ever get it 90% clean. This one, probably 80%. And so this dude cleaned the interior of this car for two and a half hours, just deep cleaned it over all these like stains and there was some oil stuff and just kids stuff everywhere. He deep cleaned it and he probably got it about 80% of the way there. And as I was thinking about this passage, I thought, that's just, just not what David's asking for. David's not asking for like, hey, 80% clean. He's like, I want it all clean. Please, I want it to be set right, set new. Like, I don't want just enough done. Like, it's chaotic, and, and there's a lot of havoc in my soul and heart and, I, and, I, and my spirit, and I want it to be completely made new. This is D- David's deepest desire, his deepest desire. All these other things like, please create in me a clean heart. Oh, God, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. He goes, I just need a clean heart, which obviously tips us off is that it's been unclean and is unclean. And if you know anything about the sacrificial system of the Old Testament, if you were unclean, you could not go and worship in the temple. You could not bring your offering. right? You had to bring at certain sacrificial systems. you know you had to, for certain sins, you had to bring certain animals. like there, during Passover, it was a lamb. And, and like all these sacrifices were about these pure and blameless things that they were sacrificed to make an offering before God, because God is holy. He is holy, which means he is set apart. And what David is saying here is, I am unclean. I am unclean. Like Isaiah, Isaiah says it like this, and I love this way that Isaiah expresses it. Woe to me, right? Woe to me, for I am a man Of unclean lips, and I live amongst an unclean people. Do you hear that? Like, there's, it's just like, woe is me. And so David is realizing he has been unclean. He has lived an unclean life. He is an unclean person. He is a sinner. He is a sinner. Earlier on in the passage, it says uh, that he was born into sin. Right? He was brought forth into sin. And in his mother's wombs, in, in his mother's womb, was he born that way? Like, he was brought forth into that sin. And so he, he's unclean as a result of that. And so he's like, comes to the Lord, and he's like, I just need you to clean me, right? And I need you and you only to do that. You're the only one who can do that. I can't do it, right? I can't do it. Later on in the passage, he talks about, you know, desire, like, a burnt offering. No, 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 it's not what you want. You don't not desire sacrifices. You want a pure and blameless heart. That's what God wants, a pure and blameless sacrifice, right? That's what he wants. And so he says, he moves on forward and he talks about renewing, right? This word renew really means like repair. I need you to fix it, right? I went sideways, right? He went sideways. His heart went sideways. His spirit went sideways, Right, And and it got broken. It got really, really broken. And a broken spirit equals a broken life. And as David is reflecting on his life, he's like, listen, it's been broken and it needs to be renewed. It needs to be repaired. And I wonder if you feel that way. Like maybe there's been some deep brokenness in your life. And so the desire of your heart is, Lord, or, or I hope the desire of our hearts, your heart is, renew it, repair it, make it new. And honestly, like, I look at our world and I just see brokenness everywhere. And it needs the renewal that God can bring to it. The renewal that God can bring back to a broken thing. He does it all the time. But what David's saying is, listen, I had the Spirit, and the Spirit's been... Broken, my spirit's been broken, and I want a right spirit, or a firmly established spirit, back in my life. I I want a right spirit, and if you hear this word spirit, it should pull you all the way back to Genesis. Genesis, like in the same word in the Hebrew, the same is the same word here as the spirit roams over the waters, right? Like this is the same spirit, and he's going like, listen. Take me back. Take me back to those days. Take me back to that moment where I walked and I talked with you in the garden that we were a whole together. But there's been so much brokenness. Sin has damaged so much. It's fractured so much. He's like, renew it, repair it, bring it back, create in me. Like literally the same way that you brought the stars into the sky, that you brought the waters forth, do that same thing inside of my heart, inside of me. Because I've sinned and I continue to sin. And the deepest desire of David's heart is he knows this is fracturing this relationship with God where he hears with God and he walks with God. If you remember what happened in the Garden of Eden, mankind sinned. What do they do? They go hide. Because that's what we do. We're hiding. We're hiding in our brokenness. We're hiding in our sin. But what does the Lord do? He makes them clothes. And I just found like if you look at your clothes right now, they are a symbol of the mercy of God. But they're also a sin of our brokenness. And the way we did not live for God. We did our own thing. We followed the paths of this world. We gave in to the lies and the manipulation that Satan did in our lives. And he's doing it for so many of us all the time, all the day. But like David, let let the anthem of our heart, let the cry of our heart be, create something new in me. Renew what was broken. Rebuild it. I want that from you, God. And and are we praying that way? Are we thinking that way? Because I think this is what David is modeling for us. Because what I love about this is this comes from a man that is desiring God. He's desiring for God to fix it, for God to renew it, for God to clean it. And he's not looking for all these earthly remedies. By the way, there's a million of them. Just go to any bookstore or go to Amazon and type in self-help. Billions and billions of dollars worth of books. (laughs) It's a billions and billions of dollars industry to teach you. You don't need God. Go figure it out on your own. Go search your own heart. No, 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 I want him to seek my heart. I want him to clean it. I want him to fix it. I want him to rebuild it. I want God to do it. I don't want this world to do any of that. All their lies, all their manipulations about how they're going to make me better. And we all know it's not true. The remedies don't work. So David goes, remedies of this world do not work. I need you. I need you to clean it. I need you to rebuild it. I need you to renew it. I need it, and I need you to do it inside of me, within me. Because what is within us ends up leaking out, and so we want that wholeness, that fullness. And I can't help any time I read through these passages of David to be transported to the cross, and Jesus's death and resurrection. That we are reminded that on this side of the cross that jesus says when you confess with your mouth he is faithful and just to forgive us your sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness how beautiful do you see how beautiful his death and his resurrection is do you see that you are new made right and whole with god live accordingly but beg him for that clear heart clean heart beg him for that renewed spirit within you because our broken longings lead to redemptive Actions God loves you, He sees you, He knows you. Will you live in light of that? So, the question is this: What are you asking God to fix your heart or your spirit, or your heart and your spirit, or these superficial wants and desires? Because if you start asking for Him to heal what is within, it will start to impact everything else on the outside. Father God, we say this every single time, but we need your help to guide and to lead us into this way of living a clean heart that needs to be created by you and a renewed spirit that only you can rebuild. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time.